This is the Sister Squad with Morta, Nona, and Dekuma. <laughs> Nona. Nona. We'll just stop right now. <laughs> All right, the sister squad here. This week we're going to talk about Yellowstone and death in Yellowstone because we visit there every year and we see stupid people that die every year there and also get gored by a buffalo. So Morta has prepared a little story for us. Go ahead, Morta. All right, so I take most of my stories from the death in Yellowstone book that we've all scarred our children with by Lee H. Whittlesey. And... um, so this is on page 43, Moron Killed by a Buffalo. So the, it's just crazy. We go up to, we go up to Yellowstone every year. There's bison, American bison or American buffalo crossing the street. And without fail, we will see someone within how many feet? Dekuma. Will we see people walking up to the bison? Oh, within 10 yards of them. 10 yards. So, warning, many visitors have been gored by buffalo. Buffalo can weigh 2,000 pounds and can sprint at 30 miles per hour, three times faster than you can run. So, um, this well, story... three times faster. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. That is wildly optimistic. <laughs> so, this park ranger <clears throat> talks about, and this is in 1971, so some of these stories are really old, some of them are more recent... But he said that he's like always just fascinated by how, excuse me, stupid people are. And this guy came up to him with a really confused look on his face and he looked really worried. So he's like, hey, can I help you, sir? And the guy said, can you tell me something? These animals that are just running around out here, they couldn't be wild, could they? Or you wouldn't have them running around loose? And so he says he began the very standard warning speech about, you know, they're wild animals, stay away from them, trying hard not to laugh or act horrified. So then he segues into this guy named Marvin Schrader of Spokane, Washington in 1971. And they were right by Old Faithful. And he and his wife and his three children spotted a solitary bull buffalo lying down in a meadow. And Did they go pet him? Mm-hmm. He walked within 20 feet to take its picture. And then the one-ton bison stood up, charged Schrader, tossed him more than 12 feet into the air, and the animal's horns ripped open the man's upper right abdomen and pierced his liver. So with a hole in his side, he attempted to um, rise up on one elbow, and then he groaned for a few moments while his wife and his children watched him die. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Look on her face like, well... If you're going to make an omelet, you've got to crack a few eggs. <laughs> you know what Grandpa would say about that? Grandpa Stimson, nature's way of training the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we then... the herd? <laughs> <laughs> Calling the herd? <laughs> there you go. So the other um, story of death in Yellowstone. Any, any comments, ladies, from your, your recent travels to Yellowstone? No, we were just there and just watched them go right up to the animals again. We saw bears Mm -hmm. and buffalo and elk, and they're going right next to them. Mm -hmm. And then people go in the hot pot without a life jacket and about drown their orphan. (laughs) But we can't talk about that. I think that was fire hole. It wasn't exactly a hot pot. (laughs) 
Okay, so this other in more recently in 2016, this um, guy died a grisly death because he was um, drunk and he went up to a steaming water like up by um, Old Faithful. And he traveled about 225 yards off the boardwalk when he slipped and fell into the hot springs at Norris Geyser Basin. And they tried, then she freaked out, of course, because her brother is boiling to death. And people tried to, you know, kind of go over and look. But even the park rangers said it was by the time that they were brought to the scene and they went to look that... um, the earth there is really fragile and you can break through into a pot pot. And they knew that it was fruitless. Like this guy was in 200 degree boiling water. He's already been, dead. He's way dead. And then after, um, after a bit, um, they even stopped looking for his remains. There's, there was nothing. He boiled just right to death. Just dissolved like a him. Chicken. Like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to chickens. What's up with chickens? This is like a common thread. Universal topic. (laughs) Chickens are everywhere. So this is what the geology professor said. It's sort of dumb if I could be so blunt to walk off the boardwalks not knowing what you're doing. And he said there's scofflaws. I can't say I didn't have to edit that out. Scofflaws? I don't know. I looked it up. There's scofflaws, essentially, who look around and then head off the boardwalk. Somebody who just, like, scoffs at laws, essentially. Like they screw you. I don't. I don't like staying on the boardwalk. I want to take a closer look, and then when they fall in, they're surprised briefly until <laughs> <laughs> they're dead. Yeah, with water that hot, I mean, you would be. I don't know. You're the medical person. What dead. would happen? Well, the very first story in Death in Yellowstone. The reason why your children and my children also didn't even walk around the paint pots or anything was the guy that jumped in for his dog, remember? Okay, so the guy was 24 years old. His name was David Kerwin, and he was walking with his dog off leash, and they were by a hot pot, and his dog, Moosey, was a a big mastiff or a Great Dane, jumped out of his vehicle and then like ran over and jumped into a hot pot that was later measured at 202 degrees Fahrenheit, which is boiling. Um, So the dog started yelping, and then somebody nearby said, oh, look, that poor thing. So um, he ran to get his dog, and he said, somebody said, don't go in there. And Kerwin, the David Kerwin, said, like hell I won't. And he did like a swan dive in. He took two steps. And dove in head first. Oh my god! Into the hot pot. Oh, it's so bad. So um, this guy, um, Mr. Welch of Alabama, saw Kerwin actually swim to the dog and attempt to take it to shore. He went completely underwater again, and then he released the dog and began trying to climb out. So um, this guy, Ronald Ratliff, went over to pull him out, and he said, "Give me your hand." And when Kerwin, Kerwin's the guy that went in the water, offered his hand. Welch said, come to the sidewalk. And as they moved to the sidewalk, Kerwin managed to say, that was stupid. How bad am I? Welch tried to reassure him. And before they reached the walkway, Kerwin again spoke softly. That was a stupid thing I did. 
um, Welch was suddenly overwhelmed and he felt like he was walking with a corpse. Um, he could see that Kerwin's entire body was badly burned as his skin was already peeling off and he was appeared to be blind for his eyes were like totally white. Um, and they went to remove his shoes and when... Did he pull him out already? Yeah, he pulled him out and he was walking with him. Oh, he which was walking. He could walk because he, he was 24. He's probably an athlete. You know, those kids, they're like little rubber bands. But anyway, he... Um, they took his shoe off and his entire... Did his foot come off? His, it degloved his foot. Like it took all the skin off of his foot. And somebody said, don't do that. And Kerwin responded very tiredly, it doesn't matter. And then near the spring, rangers found two large pieces of skin shaped like human hands. Like So he just was sloughing all of his skin. So he experienced third degree burns over 100% of his body. Um, he was blind and most of his skin was coming off, said another... Um, ranger but he was fully conscious so they this was in 1981 they sent him to salt lake city's burn unit i can't believe he lived i know he must have and he um he died the next day i can't i can't believe he lived either but he had no vision and i thought there was one it must have been another one that said tell my mom i'm sorry Mm, Yeah. yeah we have read that one Tell We've my mom I'm sorry. Ooh, don't jump in hot pots, you morons. All right, and the last one, the last story. I mean, there's hundreds. By the Wah. way. Wah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I, I'm not getting any money from Mr. Whittlesey, but you really got to read this book. So the last story that's going to segue into our topic is people who are stupid enough to feed the bears. So... There was a woman, and this was in, they used to, in the, this was in the 1930s, and they used to not allow, or I mean, they used to not uh, prohibit people as much as they do now. And I don't know why the wildlife was all over. Like, they just were bears everywhere, like coming right up to the yeah, cabins. Like Jellystone Park. And Looking for there. picnic <laughs> baskets. Well, and then probably the trash, too. So, so they, would, they would frequently find bears by the trash cans. So this park ranger comes up, and they keep a, a detailed log of every interaction. Like if you are a ranger and you come upon some moron feeding the bears, then you go back and you write it down in the Don't Feed the Bears book. Um, so this guy comes up on this woman who is feeding the bears again. And he says to her, you have been told multiple times, do not feed that bear. And she says, oh, he won't hurt me. He's so cute standing there. He's the gentlest bear in the park. And so um, the ranger said, yeah, I know, but even these tame bears, these bears that seem pretty tame, they will often hurt people on accident. And um, he said, why can't you just follow the rules? And she said, oh, bother the regulations. You rangers are always harping on regulations. (laughs) Lordy. So anyway... So she says to somebody else, somebody else gets out of a car, said, let me show you that my bear's trick. He's just too cute for anything. So she, they all gather around this, all these people gather around the woman, and she holds a piece of candy at full arm's length above her head. And the great big black bear rose on his hind feet, and he could easily reach the candy. And the woman backed away a few steps and offered another piece. And then the bear followed on his hind legs, took the candy as before. It was fun to make such a big bear walk around eating candy. And everybody laughed and applauded. Such quaint creatures, these bears, exclaimed one of the ladies. 
So tame, so cute, and gentle. They watched until the woman tired of the game. She stood directly in the front of the bear facing him, but offering no more candy. Go away now, she ordered. (laughs) No more candy for you today. She did not move, and as the bear dropped down on all fours, he put his front feet toward her, much as would he a tree or another convenient object to ease his descent. The woman screams as his paws touched her shoulder, his claws sharp as knives. Seeking support ripped through her clothing and skin. They tore deep cuts a foot long across her breasts, and blood spurted from them. And then the ranger, of course, comes back, and the people are screaming, Something terrible happened. A bear just tore the breasts off a woman. Kill the bear. He must be killed. He is dangerous beast. Kill the wicked bear. Oh, it's like Beauty and the Beast. Kill the beast. <laughs> Kill the beast. I mean, we all knew where that was going, right? <laughs> did she yeah. live or did she die? I think she lived. They Boobless. Boobless. <laughs> they to, or maybe they were a little off center. They had to tack them back on. Well, you put know. Them together. Uniboob. Well, you know, that's just a good lesson. Every day when you put your bra on, you think, oh, I guess I won't feed the bears Pick this today. this one up off the floor. Stick it in the bra. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feed the bears because the bears become dependent on people food and then they won't go hunt for themselves and then they eat candy from a woman and tear her boobs off. That is the moral of the story. So I got a segue to Chad's story. So he's watching this YouTube video of this guy or guys that live off the grid. <laughs> They've decided that they're going to live in the wilderness and I don't know how they live off the grid and then also film themselves and post it on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe they're not 100% off the grid. (laughs) Maybe they have like a solar panel. Yeah, something. But anyway, so they've built a yurt to live in. Of course they have. (laughs) Because a yurt is a cool thing to have now if you're off the grid. And so they've got all this stuff that they've put in it and they are vegan. They don't eat any meat. (laughs) I'm sorry. Because you know what they'll graduate to when they come back on the grid? A tiny house. <laughs> and I guess they eat berries. I, You know, I don't know. So I haven't watched this. This is all secondhand. But basically, there's a bear that's involved here. And the bear comes and finds their yurt. And they're just not sure what to do with this bear. And everyone's commenting on their video. They're like, shoot the bear. <laughs> Someone's or like, you shoot can, the bear. Or you can feed it. Eat the bear. Like, I, oh, wait, you don't eat meat. Well, shoot the bear and donate to someone else because the bear's going to eat you mm-hmm. is the bottom of the line. Well, you know, they're probably kind of stringy, you know, <laughs> if they're vegans. I, no, the bears I, don't yeah. care. They're hungry. So I think they the bears eat ants. Get that, they're probably to, like clams. For, you know, mm. humans eating clams. Mm. Oh, I'm going to gag. <laughs> A little stringy. Yeah. So, so anyway, so the bear comes around and they're like, oh, what should we do? So they got their bear spray and they got bells and horns, you know, to scare it away. And so they go out and scare it away and the bear runs away and... So then they go on a hike or something and they come back and the bear is in their yurt. It's broken, <laughs> oh. broken into the yurt and is eating their food out of their cupboards. Was it too hot or too cold? <laughs> just right. Because he loved the food. So they scare the bear away again. And he goes running away. And they're like, oh no, what do we do? Well, buy a gun. Hashtag, you know, Second Amendment. How could this have happened? <laughs> After all our planning. <laughs> so they chase the bear away again, and someone's on there like, 
Once he's gotten into your yurt and into your cupboards, that bear's never going to go away. That it's bear's moving remember. in. <laughs> that bear is your new house guest. Yes, it is. Possession so is nine-tenths the decide, law. they decide, okay, we don't want to hurt the bear. We don't want to do anything, so we'll put up an electric fence. <laughs> so, Off the grid? <laughs> off the grid. Again. Is it battery operated? We're, it's a loose term of off the grid. <laughs> we're not like... The harsh off the grips, okay? <laughs> so they put up their electric fence, and the one guy is, like, testing in it, and it zaps his arm. He's like, ah, ah, you know. So, okay, so the electric fence we now know works. Is this a grizzly bear or a black bear? I don't know. But <laughs> it is solar-powered, so they do use solar power because they mm-hmm. don't have electricity coming out. So... <laughs> <laughs> what happens when it's cloudy? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Think about it yourself. So the bear comes up. They film the bear. The bear comes up to the electric fence, and it, he kind of touches it, and it zaps him, and he shakes his little paw, and he touches it again, and it zaps him, and he shakes his paw, and he just kind of looks at it, and with both paws, just puts him up in the air and just steps on the fence and drops it, walks over, and goes into the yurt. <laughs> <laughs> Strike two. Now, at some point in time, wouldn't you think... Self-preservation might I, again. I'm going to be the main course. Okay, the snacks in the cupboard in the yurt are the appetizer. No. I'm no, the, the main course. They, they're I'm pro- done now. No, shh. <laughs> they're projecting. They're thinking that bear's a vegan. He only eats their <laughs> vegan snacks, you know? Potato chips. Yeah. Yep. The bear, they probably, they've projected their <laughs> veganism onto the bear. So, so he's just he's just a friend. Everyone bear. on this site is like dying, telling them get a gun, shoot the bear, like do something. It's I too told late. Chad, I said, it's okay. We all know how this story ends. <laughs> so it hasn't ended yet. But does the bear stay tuned? Pick? Stay <laughs> tuned. That's where we're at now. Did you watch Grizzly Man? No. Like, okay, this is a documentary from I don't know, nineteen ninety-nine. 2000 something. Oh, the guy that got eaten in his tent when he took his girlfriend? Correct. That is, is that the one? Correct. That he's like, bear's gonna bear. What's what's a bear gonna do? Bear's gonna bear. And he's like, this big guy could just eat me. Look at how big he is. He could just like, he's just huge. He could just eat me. And then he did. Yeah, how many stories are there about bears eating the people in the Death in Yellow? Yeah, lots book? of them. So anyways, they fed the bears. Or the bear. And it is going to come back. So I think they're going to be dead here shortly. I really need this website because I've got... It's like a train crash, like train wreck. I can't... You know. Look away. They're going to die. Either they're they're going to leave or they're going to die. Morons. Because you know what's going to happen? Electric fence. Winter. Well, have you hit an electric fence? I mean, we had one. It, It hurt. Would it stop a bear? Like, maybe they're not working on... All of the well, you know when you here. when you have vitamin B twelve insufficiency for long enough, you get Wernicke's encephalopathy, <laughs> and you get B twelve from meat. So uh, you can be dumb. That's what alcoholics get, and they like shake, and they're crazy. They really are crazy because all the coats all of your neurons. I still think they're going for the bears of vegan. I, they do project like those He's morons. Not going that, to eat me. Well, why would he eat me? He's a he vegan. just doesn't understand. Yeah. I think they're just projecting their veganism onto that bear. You know. Well, and and human values and what like they're wild animals. Like 
what are the the guys that got eaten by their tar- tigers in Las Vegas? <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. Roy. And Roy was the snack. <laughs> Siegfried was the main course, but he got out of the cage fast enough. <laughs> the moral the- of the story is, is be faster than someone else. <laughs> The slowest person is going to lose. Snack. Thanks for being with us this week, and we hope to see you on later episodes. And thanks for joining the Sister Squad.